Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Guys, amazing. 1989 All Madden team and afternoon co-host on ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Captain G Hood, ESPN Chicago. It is a Waddle Wednesday. Captain J. Hood rolling on on ESPN 1000. Buddy and I love Waddle Wednesdays. Tommy, good morning. How are you? That wasn't good. I was going to. I was going to be the one that delivered the line. Jonathan, how are you? <laughs> good morning, Tommy. How are you? <laughs> He's the best at it. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Let's get all the way through. You sound like you're playing hurt today. You all right? I feel great. Okay. Are you kidding me? I feel great. All um, right. I, I'd like to ask you regarding the quarterback, because, again, everyone's asking Cap, you, everyone else around the station, what's going on at House Hall? We have no idea with the doors closed what's going on there. So, Tommy, so when it comes to the quarterback position, Fields being the known or the first-round draft pick being the unknown, what's best for the Bears in the short term? In the short term, um, well, I, I, I think there's risk with both. I, I mean, Jonathan, if you use the number one overall pick, there is some uncertainty there. But who's to say that whoever that guy is can't perform the way that C.J. Stroud did, right? And I don't know everyone says, well, look what happened with Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. And I would say, well, look what happened with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. They won 10 games and won the AFC South. So, I mean, is it unlikely? Are there more instances where a rookie quarterback struggles than there are where a rookie quarterback comes in and excels? I'm sure there is. It's just it's not impossible. Um, There's risk attached to whatever route you take with a quarterback because if, in fact, you decide that you're going to pivot and move on from Justin and go in that route, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever it is, there is a risk that that guy won't develop into somebody that was worthy of the first overall pick. I get that. But if you move forward with Justin and forego that opportunity, there's also risk that whoever you bring in to help bring him along, they don't unlock whatever it is that you hope to unlock. And the improvement that you're expecting never quite gets to where it needs to be. And if, in fact, guys, you pass on the number one pick and you pivot and you go with Justin, you're not looking for incremental improvement. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, if, you, if, if you're going to stay with Justin and move forward with him and, and, like I said, forego the opportunity to draft number one overall, it's because you believe that not only can he get a little bit better or he can be unlocked with somebody else, it's because you think that he can take you to the top of the mountain. Otherwise, you don't forego that opportunity. So there's risk involved. What if he doesn't make that progress and you've passed on it and whoever that quarterback is turns out to, to play well in his first year with whatever team picks him? So, you know, there is, there's risk involved with both of them. I, I just think, you know, first of all, I feel like, well, I forget what movie it was. Maybe it was it Wedding Crashers where Will Ferrell's like, what, is she, what, what are they doing up there? What are they doing up at House yeah, Hall? Yeah, the best. Like, I mean, <laughs> what is I she doing know. back there? Think about this too, guys. Like, here's your, here's your dilemma up there. If you keep Matt Eberflus, he needs to hire a new a defensive coordinator. And, and we all agree, right? A new offensive coordinator, as I've told you guys a thousand times. I don't believe Luke Getzey's football Satan, but it hasn't worked. So it's very unlikely. Wouldn't you guys say that they're going to move forward with, with Luke if Matt comes back? Is that fair? 
Yes? Yes. Okay, so if that's the case, now you're entrusting the guy that you hired two years ago to go out and get it right this time with his offensive and his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I think Matt's done some nice things. This isn't about this isn't personal and this isn't about me just, you know, dog cussing him. There are some things about what Matt did in the second half of this season that I think are, are admirable. But the offensive coordinator that you do hire, guys, is going to be entrusted with what I just described. Okay? So he's either going to be entrusted with developing the first overall pick or unlocking the potential of Justin, not just a little, but a lot, to get you where you want to go. And I'm just saying that that sounds like a job for, for someone else. Yes. It sounds like a job for, for someone that, that has been there and done that in certain ways. Like, you know how I feel about Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I'm an apologist, you know, as well as a supporter for Jim. I, I, and, and, and I'm joking, but his resume speaks for itself. He's won wherever he's gone. Like, I've, having been in the huddle with him for four years as well, I know how he commands a huddle. I know how he would handle a football team. And the proof is in the pudding. And I think you look at the coaching situation, guys, the same way you look at the quarterback situation, don't you? Like, the reason why we're having this discussion about moving forward or moving, you know, with Justin or without Justin is because you have the first overall pick. Correct. If you were picking at 15, 15 different discussions. Yeah. Right. And isn't it yeah. the same way with the coaches, guys? Well, I, Because, I said, like, if it captures real quick, Jim's available. Right. Right? I mean, like... Matt hasn't done what D'Amico Ryans did with Houston. He didn't win the division in his first year. But, and I didn't expect him because it was a teardown. But my point is, is if you're going to segue or move away from Justin because you think somebody gives you a better chance at that position, why wouldn't you use the same logic at the coaching position when there is somebody available? I don't know if Jim wants to come here or not, but you damn sure I'd be calling him. And again, it's, I'm not trying to dog cuss Matt Eberflus because he has done some nice things. But if you're willing to move off of Justin because you think Caleb Williams or Drake May is better, how in the world can't you use the same logic with a coach? Okay, so Hoodie and I have been talking about this. Mike Vrabel hit the streets yesterday. No compensation required. You want to hire him? Pay him. And there will be already teams that are supposedly interested in talking to him. Mike Vrabel's a hell of a football coach. Yes. And if there is baggage that comes with Jim Harbaugh that the Bears don't want to entertain, that's their call. But why would you not immediately be on the phone last night because he is clearly a more accomplished accomplished and a clear upgrade over what you have? I would. I I mean, I I would. Listen, do you want to upgrade? Jonathan, you want to upgrade from Braxton Jones at left tackle? Yes, I would. I do. Do you want to upgrade from Luke Patrick at center? I do. No question. No question. Why wouldn't I want to upgrade at the coaching position if I had access to it? Correct. And if I'm changing quarterbacks, I certainly don't want a scenario where they come out and go, okay, Matt is back. We're getting a new OC. I don't care who the OC is. And we're going to look at all the quarterbacks. Justin's still here. We'll make that a value. And then they roll out Caleb Williams and next year. It doesn't go quite as well as you right. had hoped. Are you extending Eberflus? He's got only two years left on his deal now. I, I, I think, guys, that they have a real opportunity here because I do believe that Ryan has done a nice job in the early stages of a rebuild. Agreed. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. This, this is a roster I can roll with. You've got to add to it. It's not finished. Okay? I, but I like what he has done in a lot of areas. 
you've got an opportunity because you have all of these assets at your disposal. The first overall pick, the ninth pick of the draft, and an infinite amount of salary cap space. You've got an opportunity to step up into the big boy level. Like, you know, your cook calls it, we're in the crud, the crud level. Right. There's the worst teams in the in, in the conference. Then there's the middle of the pack. And then there's the three or four that, that Shea's got in his, you know, elite category. Like, you have an opportunity because of your resources and some of the foundation pieces that Ryan has put together to jump into that group. So you, you, I just think you have to be thinking big. Yes, you got to sit down and go, hey, man, this is Chicago. Matt, we appreciate everything, but yeah. guess what? We're swinging for the freaking fences. Again, We're getting a new quarterback, a new coach. And the, reason why, and, and the reason why that is, Tommy, is because this is a time of transition. Yes. And how do I know that is because of the way the Bears tanked last year, and then yeah. you got to seven wins this year. If it's good enough for the Cubs with Madden, if it's good enough for the White Sox with Ozzy, if it's good yeah. enough for the Blackhawks with Quinville, why can't that be Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, Dan Quinn, whoever you covet, to be the next level yeah. guy. And Matt's a nice, I'm sure a nice man and he was able to pull the nose up on the plane yeah. uh, of this of this defense. But again, it's time to be able to look at something new and fresh because this offseason is crucial. They all are, but this one in particular, when you have the number one pick and you have a coach that's good but not great, you have an opportunity to really change the face of the franchise. All yes. right, more with Tom Waddle on the Cap of J Hood show. If you have a question for Tommy, why don't you uh, shoot us a tweet at XJHood or at the Catman. We'll get to those next. Welcome back to Cap and J Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Rolling on with the great Tom Waddle on the Cap and J Hood show. So, Tommy, let's talk about... We, we, we wonder what's going on up there. What are they doing up yeah, there? What are they doing are they up do- there? <laughs> we got to get that. Jay Moore's got to find that from uh, uh, old school. I never Ryan! know what they're doing. The me- no, they're wedding doing. crashers. It's wedding crashers, right? Yeah, yeah wedding yeah. crashers. Because he's yeah. over at Chaz's house. Yeah, because, what are you know, we doing back Vince there? Vince Vaughn has kind of gone out on his own, right. and then Owen Wilson's left to himself, so he goes to Chaz's house. And that whole experience. Yeah, Correct. Okay. That's uh, Will Ferrell. I, I, I enjoy a good Will Ferrell. Oh. There's no other kind. So yeah, I good. Agree. I agree. So what is the leading quarterback to the side? In your opinion, the most important thing the Bears have to fix is that. Is it more depth on the defensive line plus an edge rusher? Is it a better center? Is it a new left tackle? Is it a standout receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., Rome Adunze, or one of these dudes, Malik Neighbors? Who, what is it? Well, I, look, I think with a team that's on the rise and isn't there yet, it's not any one thing. I, I mean, I think you have to secure your offensive line, whether it's for Justin or it's for the first overall pick in the draft. You do. I think you need a center. I think, like, look, I think Braxton Jones is a solid player, but if you could find a left tackle that you feel as strongly about going forward as you do about your right tackle, I think that would be a move that you would be very interested in. And then Braxton can be a swing tackle. Uh, you need a three technique. You need another pass rusher. Um, I, look, I'm all for Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and, and the kid from Washington or the kid from LSU. I do know, though, that the Green Bay Packers kicked us in the nuts on Sunday yeah. with a group of guys that I don't think you know any where they came from and where they were drafted. 
So, Correct. Uh, you never heard of Bo Melton? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to skin a cat, as they say, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. you can do it the way that Houston did it. You know who's running out there running routes for them? It's Dalton Schultz. It's Nico Collins. It was Tank Dell before he got hurt. Uh, it was the kid from the Dallas Cowboys that got released, Noah Brown, I think. That worked out pretty well, right? And what happened up it? So I mean, like I'm just saying, like if you're if you don't come out of the draft with Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think is a fabulous player, all is not lost. Agreed. You can find guys. Yeah. So, Tommy, before we turn the page on on the season, because we haven't talked to you about the last game the Bears played against Green Bay. So, what disappointed you more? The offense not getting into the end zone again, or the defense? The defense that had played well but got gashed a ton Sunday. Jonathan, I, I watched the film again yesterday. I watched it twice. Um, that's not me. Just that's not, that's not flex. That's just like I'm a nerd yeah. and I didn't have anything to do the last couple of days, so I watched the film a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, for me, it was a defense. There was no pass rush. I think not having Jalen Johnson out there hurt them, and I know that sounds kind of cliche as well. Your top cornerback's out there. Of course, that's why. No, I think he's kind of like he's nasty, and he brings attitude to that huddle. Plays a position physically and with a swagger that I think that 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 young secondary kind of you know it, they benefit from that. I don't think he his not being there I think hurt them, but there was no pass rush, and and the Packers basically did what they wanted to do. Uh, uh, which uh, Jones ran for 111 Aaron yards. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. They yep. threw it for 300. Yeah, like they just did. They looked like. They look like a, a, a playoff caliber team, and we look like a bottom half of the league team. And just the other thing too was the offensive line. Like I watched, I know that. Look, I, I'm aware of all of the stats. Like their last three road games, they've scored one touchdown, and that was a one yard drive in Cleveland. I get all of that. It's not acceptable. It's not good enough across the board. Coordinator, quarterback, everyone else. I was most. Uh, unhappy Jonathan with the offensive line I thought Justin was fine against Green Bay there were a couple instances where I wish he would have cut one loose up the sideline to Valus Jones that doesn't sound right like why would you ever cut the ball loose to Valus Jones but if he's out there you got (laughs) to take a shot I mean Mm -hmm. there were a couple of plays that leave you a little bit unsettled but for the most part I thought Justin was just fine he wasn't the reason why offensively they only kicked three field goals. That offensive line did nobody any favors, didn't do Justin any favors, didn't do the running game any favors. I thought it was one of their more difficult games. So I think just in total, you know, like I still believe the first loss of the season was the worst, despite all of the collapses, because it set the tone for the year. They came to our building when we were supposed and to be. beat our ass. Beat our ass, like in all aspects of the game. And then, you know, they put a bow tie on the season by doing kind of the same thing. Don't look. I don't look at the score, 17-9, to 9, to come to a conclusion that this was a one-score game and this was close. This game, to me, felt like as lopsided as the first game. If you watch it and you, and you went through it kind of in a measured and unbiased way, it wasn't wasn't a good performance so it wasn't a good way to end the season but i think guys honestly i think it was a a blessing in disguise in some ways and i know that that hurts to say because nobody wants to lose to your rival again but i think it was a reminder despite feeling good about some of the progress and the seven wins that you had coming into that game i think it was a reminder that we're not where we need to be and hopefully you know you go into the off season and this will inspire you to endure the change that is necessary to try and 
make it into that group of more elite teams. So. All right, we got to roll. We appreciate Waddle Wednesdays because we All love right, you. Fellas. Uh, one fast question, Hoodie, and I want the answer to. Okay. Mm-hmm. W- quickly, what is your prediction? What happens when the Bears speak? I think you're going to get Matt. This is my prediction. Matty Refluce is coming back, and they're going to completely overhaul their offensive coaching staff. In some spots, their, their offensive line coach is, is good. I, I would think you maybe keep him, but they'll. I think Luke Getzey's going to probably be the guy that gets shown the door and be, I mean, scapegoat. Is that the f- phrase you want to use? But that, to me, is if I'm, I'm making a prediction, but I don't know what they're doing up there. I don't know why this is taking so long. My hope, though, guys, is real quick. I know you got to go. Think big. Think big. Mike Vrabel. Think Let's big. Go. Think big. You've got an yes. opportunity. Think big. Yes. Yes. Tommy, have a great day. Right. See you guys. Hey, is we this our you. last time? No. Is this our last time? Or are we no. we're doing this again next Wednesday? Next Wednesday. All right. Yeah, we're going we're to do this all throughout the summer, too, so just be ready. Okay. We like, we like Waddle Wednesday. I'm a lot of baseball Nestor. talk with Waddle this I, summer. Listen, go Reds. <laughs> go, go where? That's, you know what I just saw? <laughs> I can see the box score now. Imanaga, the pitch. Got him looking. Come shut the Reds out and take the season series and expand their lead in the Central. You got to sign him first, Joker. Hey, Joker, he's already committed. <laughs> he's already committed. He picked us. Take this that. one belongs to the Reds. Is he still doing games, Jonathan? No, yes, he's he retired. Stop. But I had no. coffee with him in Oak Brook, and yeah. I said, this one belongs to the Cubs. He told me to go no, after you, myself. Yeah you, don't, yeah, you don't do it the way Jonathan does it. Only Jonathan. That's Only exactly Jonathan. right. Cow- yeah. Cowboy's still there, though. Cowboy's still doing <laughs> doing the radio. Still with us. Yes, absolutely. All right, fellas. All right.